this time <laughs> made it a little shorter uh, we're, we're, we're both still uh knocking the cobwebs out so bear with us while we get started i have to apologize for my voice right now my son had a wrestling tournament yesterday and i screamed a lot and my throat is killing me so you could probably hear that i'll have to apologize for my voice too silky smooth as always <laughs> uh so a lot's happened in the last week since we podcast. Yeah. Ish. I mean, in the MMA world anyway. Most notably, fights last night, Bellator and uh, UFC. Both yeah. were actually pretty damn good cards, honestly. Yeah, the main events on both were super exciting. <laughs> oh, co-main event on Bellator was super <laughs> exciting anyways. Yeah, Rory. Let's just, yeah, let's just kick it off with Rory. What a fucking stud, oh, man. The first time... I've seen anyway that the winner of the belt had to be carried out of the. Uh, well, it's not an octagon there. I guess it's a circle. Do they call it the circle? I don't have no clue. And in the circle, <laughs> we have. Yeah. Uh, now entering the circle. <laughs> Maybe they just say cage. Probably. I don't know. But yeah, so not only was he the challenger that had to be carried out and won the belt. But uh, that fucking hematoma on his leg, dude, was so gnarly. It was nasty. What yeah. a tough son of a bitch, though. That was that was a nice fight, man. He looked great the whole fight, and uh, you know it was just that one leg kick just fucked his leg up instantly. And even after that, I mean, he still fought well. Obviously, he had, wasn't doing any more shit on the feet because he didn't want to get kicked in that leg, but. I feel like up until that leg kick, he was winning on the feet. He was winning on the ground. He was kind of dominating Lima everywhere, so he definitely deserved that victory. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was an exciting-ass fight. The main event was a fucking turd, kind of how we expected it to be. Yeah. um, Rampage had some titties on him. Oh, yeah. Chael... And the, and the funny thing is, in all the promos, Chael looked super fluffy. Yeah, and then, he, but came then out, he came out. He looked good. Fucked up my bracket right from the get go because I was expecting fluffy Chael against fluffy Rampage, and Chael came out looking like an athlete. I was watching this on ESPN a while back. I, we just pulled it up, but uh, Rampage and Chael were doing their normal bickering, and you know how Chael's actually kind of known for making side bets. Yeah, with a. Uh, he bet, or Rampage bet that, or said that he would give Chael $10,000 for every time he got taken down. And he got taken down three times. So he owes Chael something three or $30,000. <clears> now, I'm trying to remember who, the last one I remember hearing about Chael. Um,. Or it might have been Brendan Schaub. He made a bet with Brendan Schaub and won. And it was like a $50,000 bet, but then he told him not to pay him. And uh, 
this time he told Rampage that he wants a check for $30,000, but he wouldn't cash it. <laughs> he just wants to have it, so just to prove he won. Well, uh, Rampage has done this once before, too, though, right? Uh, wasn't it the Ultimate Fighter? Was he coaching opposite uh, Rashad? Was it Rashad that he was coaching? And, and uh, he bet his entire purse. He was like, I bet my entire purse that you can't beat me. And then he lost. And he was like, nah, I was just kidding. <laughs> JK. Yeah. Rampage has not made good on bets before. <laughs> but. I just think it's funny. Like, the the last couple times I hear hear about it, um, Chael wins. And then just is like, nah, you don't have to pay me. Probably knows that uh, Rampage ain't got $30,000 to pay yeah, him with. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I wonder how much he got paid for that fight. I don't know. Came in looking fat as shit, just trying to get a paycheck real quick. Let's see what the Google box says. I wonder if they may not have uh, salaries up. Um, While I'm looking this up, I was old. Yeah. Anyway, what? Um, have you seen this uh, Robert Whitaker stuff? Oh, no, I saw your little window open with it. Um, he was supposed to defend his belt in Australia, and the Australia card coming up. Right. Um, and he got sick. Because he had a staph infection yeah. in his stomach and just kind of ignored it, I guess. But it started eating away at his intestines. And, like, he's pretty fucked up from what it sounds like. Uh, he was eating away at part of his organs. <laughs> they were saying it could be life-threatening. Huh. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Every time we get a good champion that I'm excited about, some shit's got to go on to where they can't be defending their title and shit. Well, obviously, more than anything, just hopefully he uh, comes out all right from it, but I like to see him get back to knocking people out. Rampage was 31 pounds heavier. I don't think they have... Yeah, I didn't figure they'd have pay up just pay yet. Up, yeah. Usually it takes a few days to post all that shit. So, anyway, yeah, the yeah, it was a pathetic fight though. Yeah, it was. It went like we thought. You know, first round was okay. After the first round, it was lame. They both just were gassed already. Even though Chael was in way better shape, he still didn't look that great. I had a rampage hanging around that was thirty-one pounds heavier. Than a me. tank of a human being. I know, Rampage went straight, straight tank mode, just planted his feet, just waited yeah, for him to get in. He didn't try to, like, use any head movement, any foot movement. He just stood in one place and just tried to throw uppercuts and catch him. So I feel like winner of Fedor and Mir moves on to the final, pretty much. Yeah, I would say so. I don't see a scenario where Chael beats Mir for sure. We've got Mitrione and Roy Nelson coming up next month, right? Yeah, February 16th. That should be good. I feel like 
is going to be that side of the bracket that takes it. Bader is my favorite to win. Yeah. But, I mean, if Fedor is able to make it to the final against, like, Meathead, I can see how he could take that. I mean, yeah, Meathead won the first fight, but that was, like, a double knockdown that Meathead just got up from quicker. Yeah. Yeah, God, I wish Fedor... I mean, I wish any of these guys were in this prime and we could watch this. Yeah, no shit. It's still going to be fun to watch just for the spectacle. I really feel like the one fighter that I hate the most out of all of them is Chael, so I'm kind of bummed that he won. How old do you think Bader is? He's got to be the youngest by far, right? If he's not physically the youngest, he's, uh, I mean, definitely (laughs) the youngest in fight years. The youngest in punches in the head. Yeah. He looks so much better than the rest of them. Yeah, for sure. King Mo, I mean, he looks pretty good. Black don't crack, you know, unless you're Rampage, because he's pretty cracked up. <laughs> he's 34. 34. Yeah. Let's see, King Mo is 37. Mir's not that old either. I mean, he's just oldish. He's probably the oldest one out of all of them in fight years for sure, huh? And in fucking dad years. He's got 37 kids. So you know he's not stable. He for sure ages quicker than everyone else. (laughs) He's 38, so he's older than King Mo and Bader. Mm. Mitrione is 39. Bunch of crusty old motherfuckers. For real. Big country's got to be 60 at least. 42. <laughs> 41. And then Chael. Chael's the other one that would probably... He's got to be he's late. 40. Really? See, yeah, they're all... So Bader is the youngest one. God damn, you old-ass motherfucker. This ancient-ass tournament they got going on. It is, but... But they were interviewing all the guys and everything yesterday leading up to the fight. Yeah. And just Bader looked like an athlete amongst a bunch of old men. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Frank Mir? He had his collar open, chest showing. He's, yeah. he's so fucking 70s dad. I, don't know. <laughs> I think uh, I think Bellator has got something here. They're definitely making some money and they're spreading it out with it. I mean, this tournament is going to take a year to finish. You know, do me a favor and click on this colored picture up here, third one to the right. <laughs> what the fuck? First of all, the pictures they have of like Chael and shit, uh, old as hell. He's shredded. That's definitely, definitely not what he looks like at yeah, all. Yeah, for sure. No. Same with Rampage. Um, Fedor pretty much looks like that. Fedor's always look like that. Mirror's probably fatter now. Ro- Big Country oh. always look like shit. Yeah, Mitrion doesn't look like that either. Yeah. But look uh, at Chael. Chael's fucking shredded. Look, Rampage doesn't have deflated titties. Yeah. His, yeah. his tits looked like... It was weird. You know, like, when you get birthday balloons, and then, like, three days later, they're still hanging around your house, and they're just Yeah, exactly. Squishy. Like, like, they're not completely deflated, but they're just a shell of what they once used to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Just, like, saggy fucking wrinkly tits <laughs> so let's go from that 
well, what, heavyweight showdown to uh, the uh, UFC's heavyweight offering. Steep A against Ngano. Go pretty much like you thought it would. Yeah, I mean, I thought that if Ngano didn't take his head off in the first round, then he was probably going to. I was seeing all sorts of tweets like, uh, does the UFC, because he's been training at that UFC fucking, uh, what's that place called? That I, sports I that, center yeah, or whatever. Facility, yeah. And they're like, do they not have treadmills there? <laughs> Well, shit, when you're carrying around 250 pounds of muscle, I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. only, it's not like he's got a lot of body fat to go with that muscle. Well, they need a wrestling coach there is what they need. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he was horrible at sprawls. and. Well, I mean, in his defense, first off, he's never really had to train wrestling because he just kills everyone he touches. That's true. Second, uh, Stipe is a Division One wrestler it's not like he's just a guy who learned it for mma he's been wrestling his entire life since he's born you know yeah so uh even if he's training wrestling at the ufc facility with wrestling coaches and shit it's not like he's going to get to stipe's level in three months two months whatever it was <coughs> so uh yeah i mean Steve did exactly what we knew he had to do. Oh, I yeah. Just, I just, watching that first round, I didn't know if he was going to be able to do it because every time, like, it got it would throw a punch, the wind from it would almost knock Steve out. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the first round, he barely caught him with a couple of jabs. He was throwing some bombs and missing, which is what won the fight for Steve because he got tired real quick right away. Yeah. But he would throw just setup punches and Stipe's eye was swollen shut just from the setup punches, you know, little rabbit punches. Yeah, exactly. His face was fucked up from round one, and we saw his knees buckle a few times after getting hit, and Stipe's usually the one bullying his opponents like that. Yeah. So it was crazy watching Stipe, like, staring at this dude. The first two minutes, it was just like this terrified, like, deer in headlights look like, holy shit, this dude's gonna murder me. <laughs> yeah. But you saw his whole mood change once he hit the first takedown, and he was like, alright, I think I can get this motherfucker. Yeah, once Ngano started slowing down, he's like, alright, I just gotta play this smart. Yeah. I know people were getting pissy that uh, he wasn't standing up and banging with them after he got tired, but I'm like, nah, dude, keep your belt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he played it just like he had to. He yeah, draped to, himself on top of him and just let him get tireder and more tired. And live to fight another day. You don't need to stand on the feet and bang with this dude and give him a chance to knock you out. Yeah. It's some GSP shit. Fight to your opponent's weakness and just stay champion. That's right. And he became the first ever UFC heavyweight to defend his belt three consecutive times. Which, where does that put him in the... Heavyweight champion history. Um, He's held the belt for longer than any other heavyweight champion in UFC history. And against some pretty game opponents. Yeah, he's definitely up there. I mean, he's probably right under Frank Mir. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Frank Mir definitely would have been, uh, would still be the guy... You know, in the history books, if it wasn't for the motorcycle accident and all that, if he wouldn't have had that huge setback, you know, when he was still young and in shape. And then we got fat-blooded Frank Mir back, and uh, he's just never been the same. I mean, he still became champ after the motorcycle accident. It was years after that he became all fat and blooded and dad-like, but... 
Yeah, I think if he didn't get run over, I mean, he was the youngest heavy or the youngest champion at yeah. that point in time, and then defended it what three times and then or two times. It's been two, cool, yeah. Two times and then got hit by a truck, and then took a two year wasn't it two years off after Something that? Something like that, yeah. Two or three, and then came back and won it again. Um. I think his big his big thing was he was really good at jiu-jitsu in a weight class that nobody gave a shit about yeah, jiu-jitsu. Yeah, at the time it wasn't even a... Everybody wanted yeah. to just blow each other's heads off and it, he could, you know, pull your arm out of socket. It wasn't something you even thought about trading in with jiu-jitsu. It was just, no, you gotta just be the first person to hit that other dude, knock him out. But yeah, I mean... I don't know. I'd like to see Kane. I, uh, if I if we could watch Kane in his prime against Stipe, that would be nice. I feel like Stipe is definitely tougher, but Kane just doesn't get tired, you know. Yeah, I think it'll still be a damn good fight. He's got better cardio than Stipe, but I feel like Stipe hits hard enough, and we know that. Uh... Kane's chin, you know, I'm not saying it's suspect, but he's definitely capable of getting knocked out. Oh, for sure. But even, I mean, round three of the Ngano fight, you could tell Stipe was tired. Tired. And, and, I mean, they're both D1 wrestlers, so if it becomes a battle against the cage, you know, for position and stuff like that, and it goes, you know, third, fourth round, Kane's going to be a lot more, you know, Raring to go than Stipe will be. Yeah. <clears throat> um. What else did we have here? Why is it not showing up in the? Oh, that's right here. It's not saying it's a past event, even though it was yesterday. <laughs> So, the Cormier fight, what do you think about that? Uh, go pretty much the way you expected it to? It went 100% exactly how I expected it to. And I do want to say that I feel bad for DC because he's always going to be one, not one of, he has to be the most underrated fighter in the UFC. For sure, yeah. He doesn't get any respect. And when he beats Vulcan Ozdemir. It becomes a thing of instead of this impressive victory over a good opponent, everyone's like, well, yeah, he's supposed to win, though. They fed that opponent to him. I'm like, yeah, but he fought the toughest dude in his division and beat him. He's beat all the toughest dudes that aren't named John Jones. He's been nothing but a class act since this whole John Jones steroid thing. And Ozdemir was the number two I think so, ranked yeah. opponent, right? And um, has been, you know, has been dusting everyone he touched. Yeah. But. It's one of those things that if DC would have lost, they would have all been like, DC sucks. If DC wins, they're like, yeah, well, he is supposed to win. Yeah. There's DC tried people, to stand up with him and bang. Like, didn't look great. He, he took a few shots, but he gave a few back. And then at the end, he was like, all right, when I'm, he, I'm done playing now. Once he got his hands on him, he just broke Ozbeer's soul, which he does to a lot of people. But. Yeah. DC is great. And, and I thought it was real classy. At the end, when he's knelt down and Joe's talking to him, and he's like, well, I didn't really feel like I was 
the champ until I got to come out here and actually defend it and and earn it back because I got it taken from me last time I was in here just because it was given back to me doesn't mean I earned it. Right, that's what I'm saying is ever since uh, Jones got, you know, popped and the fight got changed to a no contest, like DC's been nothing but a class act about it. He doesn't, you know, like he said uh, last night, he was like, you know, I got beat twice by this guy. I don't care if it says that I have, you know, only one loss. This guy beat me twice. Yeah. It's what happened. And he's not shying away from it. He's not making excuses for it. Yeah, he's owning it up. He's not like, well, he was on steroids. He's like, no, man, I lost. And I got to I gotta make that better. I never was a DC fan until right after Jones got popped for steroids and they gave DC the belt back. And just his whole interview about it, he was like, yeah, I realized that I lost and I'm getting the belt back. And it's a cheap way to be champion. But he's like... Of course, I'm going to take it because the pay scale is so much greater if I have a belt than if I'm fighting without a belt. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to take it because sure. financially, it makes no sense to not take it, to be like, no, I don't want that extra $100,000 you'll pay me to fight. So, he's like, I understand it's a cheap way to get it, but I'm going to take it. And uh, he kept saying, like, until I defend it, I'm not the actual champion. I I think he played it just right. Yeah. I mean. He's been so humble and so classy. I'm like, I just don't even understand the people that don't like him, people like Zach, are just such big John Jones fans that they just look at him as a nemesis of John Jones. So they're yeah. like, I can't like the enemy, but I'm like, How do you how do you dislike the guy? He's super nice, humble, you know, he's a smart, well spoken guy. He's That being said, I still have a hard time liking him, but I respect the shit out of him now. Yeah. You know? No, I'll say I'm a full blown fan of his now. Is there any other fight on this card we give a shit about? Yeah, the Rob fight, Almeida fight was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Font came out there and looked pretty good. I mean, I had fucking Burgos too, and he just acted like an idiot. You remember that fight? Yes, God. He just I... put his face in front of him and was, he's like, I'm going to block all your punches with my face and try to throw counter punches. It's got to work, right? And it didn't work. Well, this is what I hate is people come in undefeated. They come into UFC and they think, like, I can fight the same way I've been doing in my local circuit against these top-ranked UFC professionals. Yeah. And no, when you're relying on your chin in your local circuit, and I don't know where he's fighting out of, but let's just say, you know, bumfuck Idaho. These are a bunch of guys who... uh are fucking full-time workers while fighting and stuff like that. In the UFC, these people are dedicating their entire lives to being the best physical shape, best boxers, best wrestlers. You put your chin out there. Monterey, oh, New York, yeah. from the Bronx. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> but I'm like, you find a bunch of local guys who aren't doing it to feed their kids. They're doing it, you know, trying to get to that level, but they're still working full-time jobs. They're not going to hit nearly as hard as guys who have dedicated their entire lives. They don't have any other jobs. They just train and fight. Yeah. And you put your chin out there like that, and these guys are going to have a lot more power than the guys you're used to fighting. Yeah. It's stupid fighting style, and no one's ever going to make it like that. I will say he does have a great chin because he recovered immediately. Oh, yeah. He never went down. I mean, he got hit, dropped down to baby deer legs, his ass Barely touched the floor. He popped back up, got uppercutted again for the second time, went flying back, hit the ground, got up, 
I mean, the ref stopped the fight and he was up and leaning against the fence. You could tell he didn't know where the hell he was at, but he was not going down. Like I was saying last night, I can see it being a scenario of like the Matt Mitrione Czech Congo fight to where Czech Congo was knocked out of that fight and just wandering around the cage running away and the ref let it go on and he came back to win. And I could see that happening in that fight if they would have let it go on, but you can't argue with that ref stoppage at all. I mean, that dude was knocked out twice before the ref stopped it. Yeah. He's just looking to get knocked out a third time. I did want to go just quickly over the last weekend's fights, too. They happened the night of we released our podcast yeah. Sunday morning. They were Sunday night. Um, Usman looked really good. Um, Paige Van Sant. We all kind of thought that she was being fed an opponent because the UFC is just Van Sant crazy for whatever reason. Yeah. Nope, she got beat up. She She lost by decision, but to her credit, in the second round, she threw a spinning back fist, connected with her forearm to a forehead, and broke her arm. Um, played it cool. Nobody really knew. You could kind of tell she was favoring it. And then when she sat down in her corner, she's like, I broke my arm, guys. And they're like, you'll be all right. She goes out there and fights another round with a broken arm. I'm going to pull this up, actually, matter of fact. Yeah, I mean, that's tough as shit. And She's way tougher than someone who looks like that should be. Yeah, and she not, was... That should be, let me correct, <laughs> in this PC environment. But then you would expect someone that looks like that to be. She looks like a supermodel, and uh, to break her arm and still keep fighting this chick. Yeah, and she was still even threw a couple rights, <laughs> which is insane to me, but... Uh, oh, come on. You maybe click in the search bar. Oh, this one? Yeah, I'll help you. There we go. How about uh, Kamar Usman, huh? Dominated that dude, but then wants to come out afterwards and be like, I only fought at 30%, this is what I do. And Dana was, White was like, yeah, well, you look like shit, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, why don't you give us 100%, you... He, he did come back on Twitter and say he didn't mean that he only gave it 30%, he meant that he was only at 30% health. But, yeah, he sounded like a fucking tool. There, this is her arm. God damn, she straight broke it. Broke the shit out of it and fought a, whole, a round and a half like that. She even was through a couple rights. You could tell she was trying real hard not to. And she had a straight face the whole time. And then as soon as that last bell rang, she dropped to her knees and grabbed her arm. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> you could tell it was bothering the shit yeah, out of her. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean. What a tough that's, chick. Yeah, that's fucking big props right there, dude. She. Uh, you can tell she's from Uriah Faber's camp. Yeah, she didn't give a fuck. That's some straight Uriah Faber shit. Yeah. And then Stevens. Um... I'll admit it. I thought Choi was going to take him. I thought Choi was this up-and-comer that was going to, you know, put a huge statement out there. And Stevens is, you know, an exciting-ass fighter, but a little bit sloppy. And I thought Choi was going to be a lot more crisp, take advantage of it. But Stevens puts his hands on people, and they go to sleep. 
I I kind of felt the same way, but I I just knew Stevens is an animal out there, and I took a chance on DraftKings and I picked Stevens just because he's Stevens. No other reason than that. He hasn't had a knockout since 2015. Yeah. And he got one. Paid off. Yeah. Yeah. He he made me some money. Oh, I did want to talk about that Darren Elkins, Michael Johnson fight real quick. Yeah. Because I don't even really like uh, Michael Johnson necessarily, but I do feel like it just sucks for guys that get put in this situation coming off what, was that three losses in a row now? And it looked like he was going to finish Darren Elkins. Yeah. He dropped him in that first round and then came back the second round of loss. But I'm like, you know, for a super talented fighter that's been fighting some tough-ass dudes, like three losses in a row puts you in a pretty shitty situation in the UFC. And you hate to see someone, like, risking getting cut. Yeah. You know, when it's just some shit circumstances. I mean, what, his last loss was uh, Justin Gaethje, right? And uh, yeah, I guess he, so. he knocked Justin Gaethje out 20 times on that fight, but Justin Gaethje just does not quit. Yeah, I mean, DC did land. Look, he did make some good connections. Uh, Steve Bamio checks when he asked about breaking the record. He said, that don't mean shit. I'm going to be a dad. We're having a baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> I thought he said, I'm everybody's dad. <laughs> Would have been a lot cooler if that's what he said. <laughs> I'm everybody's dad, hell yeah. Uh, Did you see that uh, fucking dunk from the Bulls where he fucking flipped over and landed on his head last yeah. weekend? That shit was hilarious. They're like, oh, it's so scary. I was like, well, if he fucking <laughs> did it to his damn self. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, sorry. I mean, uh, I guess that's about it on fights, huh? Yeah, let's uh, talk the big news here. Football. You take over because I'm going to sneeze. Football is a sport where you use an oblong ball. and uh, Or circular, depending on what country you're from. Ah, touche. <laughs> Football in some countries means you kick a ball with your foot. In uh, other countries, it means that you have an egg-shaped ball and you run into people while you hold it. Uh, Brady's quote-unquote fake injury. Don't believe for a second he is ever injured. I think Bill's just trying to fuck with people's heads. Yeah. But uh, I still hope that Jacksonville can pull it off. It's hard to believe that... a team that relies on their defense will be able to stop Tom Brady. I feel like if Brady got AIDS, he would still play in a postseason game. All they do is they say bullshit like this. Like, ah, his hand is so fucked up. That way when he throws 500 yards and four touchdowns, that he just looks like some gold god. Yeah. I just, oh man, I hope the Jags can pull it off. Seeing the Jags in the Super Bowl would be so legit. That's later today. Is it one? And then uh, the second game, Vikings against Eagles, is just going to be a damn good game all around. Yeah. Um, who do you think about that? <sighs> I lean toward the Eagles. I think Wentz is, well, 
That's not even Wentz, is it? No, it's Nick Foles. God damn. But Foles has looked pretty damn good, but so is Case Keenum. So we got two basically career backup quarterbacks playing against each other, and one of them is going to make the Super Bowl. Yeah. Really, we only have one great quarterback playing in this whole round of games. We got Tom Brady, and then we got Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, and Nick Foles. <laughs> but both of them have been playing good football. Uh, Minnesota has a better defense, for sure, but I don't know, man. I would like to see a Philadelphia and Jacksonville Super Bowl. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd, I would enjoy that. I think if Jacksonville wins, I'm going to be rooting for them to win it all. Plus, Bortles is another one of those guys that uh, will forever uh, be hated on. No matter how good he ever plays, <laughs> he's always going to get shit from everyone. I mean, he does play like shit a lot. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a great quarterback, but... Like, the dude can throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns, and people are like, ah, he looks like a fucking turd out there. Yeah. I When Bert Bortles first came out on my fantasy leagues, I picked him up on both of them, and I thought he was going to be this stud, and he kind of shit the bed that first. Well, no, the first year, I guess he first did. First year, he was good. The second year, he kind of shit the bed, and then I kind of just swept him under a rug and... And, I mean, you watch him play, and you can tell he's never going to be an elite-level quarterback, but he's serviceable, obviously. He's got him to this point. What the fuck was that? Yeah, UFC 3 of Kat Zingano. And she liked it? I would have been pissed if I saw that picture. And I was like, why do I have Down syndrome? <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> your shit graphics team. <laughs> That's not a flattering image at all. Oh, here, here we go. Nunez versus Carmouche. That do, what? Is, that doesn't look like Nunez at all. Or maybe that's supposed to be. Maybe that's supposed to be. No. Uh, Betch Kohea, yeah. And the cyborg. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, man. These images are not flattering for the game. No, they're not. At all. Yeah. It looks like it's on like. Regular Xbox, like before 360, even. <laughs> Look at this dude, man. Oh, no. Douglas Lima's still taking pictures with the dude while he's holding the, the belt and in a stretcher. I'll give it to Lima. <laughs> Look at him, man. They just look beat the fuck Both of them just fucking tore up, dude. Man. I just like Rory. I do too. Sorry. Uh oh, yeah, baby. Uh oh. Ch children awake. Mommy. Anywho, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of pulled us off of. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. We're at the. Yeah, well, no reason to drag it out just to drag it out, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm running out of material. Ready to watch some football? Uh, yeah, is there anything else? I mean, this is an awful short episode, but quality, not quantity. <laughs> Don't need to make it an hour just to have it be an hour. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Mason wanted to talk about Stan Lee wearing a nurse's like gloves, so 
We talked about it. Yeah, Stan Lee's a rapist. Well, I will say it ties into our last episode of It Sucks That You Can't Get Old and uh, Be Creepy and Try to Finger Blast Every Woman Near You Anymore. That's, that's true. Yeah. Because. Um, it's not like he can even get it hard. It's not like he's going to hurt anybody. Just I know. He wants w- to wear you like a ring pop. Mason was acting like it was this big deal. Like, no, it's, they're lying. But yeah, it's no, a scandal. They're, they're definitely not lying. No, but he is an old-ass dude. He's 90-something. Yeah, I can see Stan Lee going around trying to finger blast every woman near him for sure. And he should be able to do that. Yeah, That's I agree. Right as an American. <laughs> Once you're old and senile, you should be able to do whatever you want. It's like grabbing butts and fucking... Yeah. Those nurses are going to go home being a fucking pervert. Fucking creepy old ass but Stan Lee. It's not like he's going to rape any of them. He can't even fucking <laughs> move his own. If he needs nurses to come to his house to take care of him, I don't think he's holding anybody down. Look, I'm sorry, Mason, but uh, if you look at Stan Lee and you're like, that is an upstanding guy who would never try to sexually assault a woman, then you're fucking a shit judge of character. <laughs> Stan Lee looks like he'd try to sexually assault every woman that came near him. Yeah, I've seen, I I wish I had it up in front of me, I've seen some shit about a gymnast coach just got pulled out too. Oh, dude, that shit's sketchy though. Yeah. See, that's a whole different ball game for me. That fucking, uh, what's his name, Hassar or something like that. But they've got some big name uh, gymnasts to come forward and... uh, testify like Michaela Maroney and Simone Biles uh, they've talked about they were teenagers you know competing for the Olympic team and uh, this dude was sexually assaulting them that's some fucking sketchy shit dude yeah I mean being a coach figure of teenage girls especially being overseas, representing your country in the Olympics. And they're trying to make a career. And yeah. And you're putting them in a position. To where, where they, they go they go into rehab injuries and you're fucking, yeah, trying to drape all over them. It's, it's some fucked up shit. I that's, mean, yeah, that's the real, that's the real fucked up. Because you think like gymnasts too, they're young teenagers when they go compete in the Olympics and shit. They're 14, 15, 16 years old. This dude's sexually molesting him. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, I was trying to look it up, but I'm not going to fucking... Yeah. Spend all day looking for There it is. Nassar. Oh, there, yeah. Sobs as abuse victims testify. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, that Larry Nassar. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, that uh, that last gymnast that just came forward, uh, she just stared him in the eyes the whole time. Like, why the fuck would you do this to us? We're kids. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And then he starts sobbing. Like, yeah, dude, sucks now that you got caught, huh? Yeah, you're. Now that's all this Me Too bullshit that's coming out, and you see fucking. Dumb shit like Dustin Hoffman. And we poke fun at it a lot of the like, uh, you know, he grabbed my ass thirty years ago. Hashtag me too. But this is the shit. That's this is the kind of shit to come from it. Yeah, this this is what's good about it. This is what we're gaining because this is pieces of shit like this guy. Legitimately, a dude that's sexually assaulting little girls. That you know, and obviously they were scared to come forward because they didn't for the longest time. You know, they thought it'd fuck with their career and stuff, or they're just embarrassed. You know, 
Yeah, someone like Simone Biles. I think it's Simone Biles, or was it Gabby Douglas? I think not Simone Biles, but like gold medalist, you know. And she kind of gets this fame, and she doesn't want to ruin her fame by coming forward being like, "Oh, I was sexually assaulted by my physical yeah. therapy coach." So they're afraid to say shit about it. And then finally, this movement, you know, did give them the balls to come forward and be like, you know what, this fucking guy did it to me. And then they find out their whole team's like, yeah, he did it to us too. Look, he write, he wrote a letter to the judge begging to be relieved of listening to victims. He didn't want to stay in court and listen to their testimony. I mean, could you just say you're guilty at that point in time? Yeah, no shit. Well, sit the fuck down and listen, you piece yeah. of shit. He's like, hey, this is real rough. Uh, it was a lot easier when I was just kind of being sociopathic about it and thinking like, ah, they're girls. They don't have emotions anyway. <laughs> and now that they're all staring me in the face like, you piece of shit. He's like, I feel real real shitty about I'm this. Uh, feeling pretty uncomfortable yeah, right so now. Just I've got to be honest. Hey, Judge, do me solid. Let me go home. <laughs> you guys figure this thing out? Yeah, uh, fuck that guy. Um, well... Trump's fucking up again. What's new? Yeah. Um, Haiti is a dirty, gross place. Apparently, obviously. just a huge shithole. Big old shithole. Let's refresh this, see if anything new popped up. Any good news out there? Don't give a shit. Listen to Kev click loud as fucking possible. Yeah, dude. I've been listening to you sniffle all the time. I know, dude. Um, allergies are kicking my ass. Yep. Nothing. Who gives a shit? Nothing. All right. Well, we're going to have a short episode this week because we were unprepared. It's early. No, 45. Yeah. We're close enough. <laughs> yeah. Good enough. Not a big deal. Like I said, we could just. We can either sit here and fill it all with a, a bunch of random jibber-jabber or just call it what it is and end it. I'm going to go, once again, quality over qu- quantity. My throat hurts. I don't want to talk anymore anyway. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, we do have free fights coming up, huh? Next week? Yeah. Uh, who? Jacare. I have it pulled up here. Hold on. I think that's next week, the Jacare fight. Derek Bronson. Yeah, Bronson. The 27th. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that should be an interesting fight. Camacho. Drew Dover with his fucking big ass head. Look at it. It takes up the entire fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's got a fucking chin on him. Gillespie. Gregor. He's Gregor got, Gillespie. He's got the fucking Game of Thrones name. Andre Feely's a fucking tool. Yeah, dude. Chill out with the I, ink, I hope Des Bermuda's just tortured him. We got on the undercar here. Anyone cool? Kish. Justine Kish is back. Yeah. <laughs> See how that goes. <laughs> and the chick, she, the chick she's fighting, her name is the Fire Fist. The Fire. Ji Young Kim, the Fire Fist. Hey, nice fucking bowl cut. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh. She's just rocking a bowl cut, and her name is Fire Fist. Where, where is she from? 
I mean, I feel like I could answer that. Without a... <laughs> You're a racist. Yeah. Hey, I was right. South Korea. <laughs> yeah. Her last name is Kim. She's got to be from South Korea, right? I just didn't want to say anything. And then uh, have, you, have you be like, oh, she's Japanese. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you, you racist. God fuck. damn it. Uh, Justin Kish. That's going to be a fun one. I um, actually really like Ronda Marcos, so... The Quiet Storm. Excited to watch that one. So, yeah. Bobby Green. Bobby Green, exciting. That would be good fights. Yeah, there's, fights. some interesting fights on there. Try to win some more money. I'll win my money back. <sighs> but, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and then... No real football next weekend. Pro Bowl, right? Pro Bowl, yeah. yeah if you yeah. give a shit about that. Don't care. But then mm. uh, after that, Super Bowl. What? See the Jaguars take it all. Super Bowl is the... Sorry. Sniffling again. 11th of February. So they'll have two weeks off in between. Is that right? Am I just making shit up? Oh, for sure you are. It's the fourth. Oh, okay. I was going to say, usually they just take one week off for the Pro Bowl. Oh, yeah, well. So next weekend they'll be off, and then the weekend after will be the Super Bowl. That's right. Cool. Where are we doing the Super Bowl at? I imagine Dan's house. Yeah, That's where we've always done it. Yeah. All right, well. So that Sunday we'll have a special Super Bowl edition of podcast. Yeah. Where we talk about the new... Soon to be champs, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be Tommy B. Yeah. I will say, though, uh, Jalen Ramsey's probably my favorite young player in the NFL right now. That dude's so excited to watch. Uh-oh. We're getting impeded on. Yeah, that boy. So, um, at Pod on Twitter. HamfistPodcast.gmail.com. We'll uh, see you guys next week. I'll try to take some medicine before I come in so I'm not sniffling the whole goddamn time. Yeah, I know. I apologize for my voice, and then uh, you're the one that... Yeah, I'm like, I sound silky smooth. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Later, kittens. Later.